0: You're listening to Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, Melissa Gonzalez. Hello, this is Melissa Gonzalez with Retail Refined, a market scale podcast. I'm here today with Marcy Weisler, an accomplished executive and advisor with broad experience growing and managing digital businesses for both startups and brands, with a focus on strategy and execution, innovation. And transformation. She's currently chief commercial officer of Vango Labs, a leading digital marketing and retail tech company that we're going to learn a lot more about. Prior, she had her own consultancy with clients like Kellogg's Guilt and Entertainment Benefits Group, as well as startups that were disrupting health media and mobile. Marcy's also the founder and SWSI Media, Smart Women. Smart Ideas, with Power's women-founded and women-led businesses, and co-executive-produced Queen Bosses, a series combining competition and mentorship for Black women entrepreneurs that aired on BET Her. I'm super excited to have Marcy to here today. Having spent her career in digital transformation and innovation, I think we're gonna have a really in-depth conversation as we start to see retail as a whole become more digitized. Marcy, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Melissa.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Vango Labs?
1: Sure. So so Vango, as you know, you introduced us, we are a digital marketing and retail tech platform, and we do that through a network of interactive digital kiosks. So we have um, interactive kiosks in 1,400 locations across the country, primarily gyms, colleges, hotels, and offices. And so we connect people with brands in the places that they go. Um, We do this through digital out-of-home media on our screen. We run product sampling programs for brands and we enable people to purchase. So in that core network, as an example, if you walk into the locker room at your gym, you forgot to bring your headphones, you can purchase headphones, you might see an ad for Visa that says, if you use your Visa card, you'll be entered to win a trip to the Super Bowl. And then you might see a beauty company like Clinique is running a sampling program. And if you answer two survey questions and give your email, you get a sample of their new moisturizer. So we are really a lot of things rolled into one. But it's really, at the end of the day, it's about connecting consumers and brands. And it's about the data collection that goes with it that becomes valuable to the brands that we work with and brings value to the consumer because they're opting in to participate. Um, given you know the retail focus here, this is one of the things we're most excited about. At the end of 2019, we started entering retail as this digitized, data-driven sampling platform. And with the um new COVID um, scenario, we are accelerating that and talking to retailers and doing a lot of, we've done some innovation over the last couple months to um, continue what we're doing, but do it in a way that makes sense now that might not have made sense a couple months ago.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting times and um, a lot to kind of and evolve. Um, so it's great that you guys have been forward thinking about that. I think it's those who have already been kind of in that mindset um, are going to be able to, to kind of turn the light on for a few things right now, which is great. Tell us a bit about your role as chief commercial officer at Vango.
1: Um, so my role is pretty broad. I oversee sales, marketing, and business development. And work very closely with our team across tech and operations to ensure we're building products that are going to fit in the market, getting the word out there and finding the places where our kiosk go and the things that are going to go into the kiosk, so the media sales, the sampling sales, as well as finding new locations for what we do.
0: Great. Well, sampling is going to be a really big one that um, we're going to need to figure out. So i um, looking forward to talking to you more about that. Um, so you, you mentioned, you know, the evolution that's going to happen post-COVID, and you're no stranger to digital strategies and innovation for brands and being able to apply new technologies to solve problems. And right now we're really talking about um, necessity driving innovation, right? So what are your thoughts on how the aspects of what we're seeing today, you know, will be even more intertwined into physical retail when it comes from a digital standpoint and how physical retail transforms.
1: So, you know, we, as I mentioned, we started going into retail um, towards the end of last year, really because retailers were looking for ways to extend or reinvent sampling, sampling, you know, Traditionally, has been an important part of the marketing mix, but it's really been a very kind of quote unquote spray and pray type of endeavor where you have people giving out samples. You have no idea who they're going to. And one of the key things that we do is help the marketer understand who is getting that sample. You know, is that your target, and how do you convert that trialer to a buyer? Um, So what we're seeing now over the past, you know, couple months as the realization that life as we knew it is going to be pretty different. You know, there's definitely we see a movement away from any person to person sampling distribution. Clearly, it's hard to do that when you're social distancing and trying not to touch people. So the kiosk and the digitization of this really becomes a way not only to solve the problem of how do I give out samples if I don't have a person to do it, but now how do I add a layer of benefit? by understanding who's getting that sample, being able, having them opt in to receive future communication, potentially doing a survey around it, and really collecting data so you can refine that. Um, so that's one thing we're seeing a lot of. And I think you know one of the key terms that's really rising to the top is contactless or touchless, so non-person to person. Um, and you know we are a touchscreen interactive business. We feel there's still going to be people using the touchscreen. We're doing a lot around PPE, making sure there's sanitization and sanitized products. But we've also just announced that we've extended what we do. So as an alternative to interacting with our kiosk directly through a touchscreen, we've developed a mobile extension. So when you see a Vengo machine you can actually use your mobile phone to have the experience that you would have on the screen and at the end of that experience the mobile will trigger a product to drop out of the machine for you to take so um the that's some of what we're seeing and doing in order to really uh be able to drive and help retailers and brands reach the consumers in new ways
0: yeah that's interesting um and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to play with that myself. We've talked a lot here at, at the Lioness Group about um, how we empower a customer's phone to be more of a remote-controlled experience um, and the store itself kind of becoming a choose-your-adventure, so to speak, in, in multiple aspects, right? There's the way you can interact with the QR code. There's the way you can interact now with one of your... Um, digitized kiosks uh, or vending machines, um, you know, self-checkout and all of that. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much more innovation gets intertwined in the physical experience now that we can solve for asking that question, you know, will consumers do it? There hasn't been huge mobile adoption in the U.S. up until now, and now we're kind of seeing it escalate at rapid speeds.
1: Yeah, I mean that part of it's really interesting, and a lot of my background, I was doing mobile apps and, and mobile experiences before iPhones and Android, and it's just, you know, amazing how much that has accelerated in the past few years, especially as, you know, younger and younger people have phones and grow up on them, but now you're seeing, I think, some of the folks who had been resistant to really learning how to use the phone, the, you know, a smartphone for all it can bring. Now it's kind of driving that adoption at both ends, I think, of the age spectrum. So people who were reluctant, oh, I don't need that kind of old school, might be finding new and different ways that they can use their phone, and we really see it as an extension of, it's my personal device, how do I use that? Like you said, choose your own adventure, do different things that maybe I wouldn't have done before because it can enhance my experience, and I can do it in a safe and personal way.
0: Absolutely, and as you mentioned, one of the added benefits um, with this evolution of sampling and um, you know what your technology provides, or, are, as are the, the data capture. So, what kind of data capture um, do you guys get, and how do you help your clients contextualize that data? glean insights and, and make recommendations?
1: So for the brands that we work with, we'll create a user journey on screen. So that will be on the screen of the Vengo machine. It will now be also on the screen of your mobile, if that's how you choose to interact. So for example, a beauty brand launching um, a fragrance you can take the user through a journey to understand what are her preferences. Are you a citrus person? Are you a floral person? Would you rather be at the beach, be in the mountains? We can do things that are, you know, on that front that's, you know, to some degree esoteric and very subjective. We can also ask surveys just about brand awareness. I mean, we just recently worked with a brand and had them in our gym network, an up-and-coming direct-to-consumer brand um, that's now no longer just direct-to-consumer Ors and Alps, And they surveyed, have you heard of our brand before? And so just to be able to contextualize where am I, how's my marketing working, do people know who I am? So we can really customize that to help the marketer to get the right questions asked based on what mm-hmm. their interest KPIs are, Um, and then we track all the responses, we track the engagement level, the interactivity, and then we will ask an opt-in to either provide an email address or your phone number, because we want to ensure, particularly with sampling programs, that you're giving one sample per person. So, we track all of that on the back end, we're also, we like to work with clients in a way where there's some way to track, are you driving to sales? So in some of the retailers that we're working with, we have partnerships with data companies that do checkout data. So we can actually see, is there lift coming from the products that you've sampled at the checkout? And we've done that um, in, in a natural grocery store that we have been running in, we saw up to a thirty-three percent lift in sales. We also did a really cool program with Kiehl's, where we popped up our machines in the barriers outside of new stores that were going to open in the next three to four weeks. Did a sampling program, and in addition to a sample, there was a blowback card that if the user brought it into the store once the store opened, they would get a discount. And so we were able to track that and see that 28% of the people who had gone to through the sampling program came back into the store once it opened, and then 16% of those people actually converted to buy on their visit. So really looking at it full funnel from, you know, the top down to conversion, where we can partner with the brands we're working with, the retailers we're working with, and or data companies to really see what happens throughout the process. That's great. I think
0: being able to see that full journey is so important. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, I feel like brands and retailers still struggle with capturing is attribution. Um, so it's great that you have data such as what you mentioned with Keels in that, not only did people come back, but they converted. Um, and so those are really important insights that brands are going to need more and more. You you mentioned a couple just now of some of your activations. Um, so I guess those are probably on your list of some of the most successful. But what are the key elements for a successful formula? I mean, what what makes these uh, activations work well?
1: So I, I think, you know, Part of it is ensuring that you're in the right location. So whether we're doing an in-store rollout where we have a long-term program and we're starting to do more and more of those, or if you're targeting you know, college-age women, we can do a college-targeted network, or with my original example, we can be in the women's locker room or the men's locker room. So I think, you know a lot of the success is the placement and then it's about the execution in terms of are you creating um, you know a compelling call to action and user journey and you know a lot of that is on the 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 brand in terms of they are the ones creating the marketing program but we really work with them to help them to understand what's worked for us in the past, you know, what to do and what not to do so we can ensure the best responses. Um, You know, and then in addition to this network and the places people go every day and Reinventing Retail, we have done some really amazing experiential pop-ups, and I know that's something you and your team do and do really well. So we've had some, we just did a pop-up at the Montreal airport um, early in the year when people were going through airports a little more frequently um, for a beauty brand to drive travel retail. Um, we've done a lot of work with some of the big CPGs where they'll do a summer program and go you know, to six different locations and have a really exciting pop-up. Geared towards at a bunch of events and being able to collect data around the sampling and really drive new brand launches or new product launches. So it's pretty versatile.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, And what do you feel about kind of the gamification um, of, of of an interaction with a digital vending machine?
1: So I think you know we are seeing it works well. You know as we call it more of a user journey than so much gamification, because it really is about where can you go to get this product and give back that information. We see it as a trade-off. But I think optimizing that user experience so it is fun, looks great, and is concise enough that someone can do it pretty quickly. Um, that's key as we know everybody's in a rush most of the time Um, and so ensuring that someone has a good experience and they feel there's value that they're getting something in return for spending the time doing it so um, you know and we we customize what's on the screen which then will match the mobile we will also customize the Vengo machine itself so if you're in a retailer the Vengo really fits into the retail environment or in a gym it is branded with the gym and the location so there's a real um, fluidity to it.
0: yeah, I think fluidity is everything that makes that's so critical I think it's underestimated um, frictionless, fluid um, all of those are really important. So the world is as you mentioned earlier moving to Right, and your team at Vangle Labs are moving towards uh, digital uh, machines that don't require touch. But having spent, you know, your career in digital, um, where do you see contactless machines going? Like, what is what is the possibility? What does the future look like in the next three to five years?
1: Um, so I think you know we will we will be at a point hopefully soon where people are going about their. Day again. Um, we're starting to see that. So I think it actually opens some new opportunities, you know, that retail can be place based. It doesn't have to be in the store. Um, and we've, that's been one of our founding principles from, you know, when we started by building out this network that is in the places that people go so they can get things when they need them and where they need them. So I think that will, I think there'll be more opportunities for that. Um, I think, you know, retail, as we know, is going through some challenging times and has been changing over the last many years. But I think there'll be more opportunities for us at VenGo um, and other companies doing innovative work as a retail experience evolves to become much more um, experiential and engaging. It's not just about going shopping, there has to be a reason that you're going to the store because otherwise you can buy it online for the most part. So, you know, we are really seeing, one of the areas that we're doing a lot of work in is beauty. And, you know, I do think as a, example you know we're running beauty sampling programs we've done that we're starting to do more and more on the retail side and now I think a lot of that is going to go even further in terms of what types of sampling can you do in the store to engage and even not just sampling but testing because all those open testers that we're so used to seeing in a beauty store at least in the near term and at least for the short term, we see you know a big movement away from that for safety reasons, but people still are gonna wanna try things. So how do you create a great experience where someone can try things, still touch them, but make it a much more personalized experience? So you're not just using the tester that everybody else is using. So I think really, tying in that digital aspect and whether it's shade matchers through ai or ar that are on the screen that let you get the right sample or you know enhancing that fragrance journey even further i think those are some examples of things that we'll start to see um that you know have started over the last couple years but really accelerate now
0: absolutely i think that is spot on and personalization is going to be so key and the sort of data that you're collecting and understanding from a customer journey point of view, it's going to be a great tool to help brands deliver a more personalized experience when it comes to sampling, um, which I think is going to be an expectation. You know, it's going to be consumers are going to, um, we we are interacting so much more with each other. Um, through digital, with stores being closed, you know, through Insta Live and um, personal beauty chats and stylist appointments, and so it's interesting because while we're not together, um, the moments that brands are having with consumers are actually deeper engagement, and so it's going to create new expectations from a consumer side.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's so true.
0: So, um, so I'm really excited with what you guys are. Developing, I'm definitely going to have to give you some phone calls as we work on some of our projects going forward. Um, so thank you for sharing um, your insights and and more about Vango Labs. Before we go, I like to ask everybody because we are in this work from home phase, and we'll probably be for a while. And and even even so, travel probably won't pick up for some time, but it will again. So. Uh, what's on your top three list of things you'd like to visit or do when the world goes
1: back to normal? Oh, um, top three list. Um, I I think I would like, I'm, I'm a big fan of the mountains, so um, I would like to go out west to Colorado or Utah and get myself into nature a bit because I've been... Um, sheltering and staying in Brooklyn for the last couple months, so um, there are some lovely places we can drive to, but there's nothing like going out to some high-altitude fresh air. Um, I am very ready to go get my hair done. Um, <laughs> I have become the barber in my house, but I'm ready for someone else to to uh, to fix me up a little bit because it's been a while. Um, And number three is, you know, I think for many of us, the summer is changed or a big question mark. And the last few years I've gotten to go to uh, different trips in Europe. So I'm I'm ready to figure out what country is next and make a plan hopefully for 2021
0: to go. Fresh mountain air sounds wonderful. Um, I have done a uh, Zoom-led hair-dyeing experience, but I've yet to um, experiment with scissors. And my husband could definitely use a buzz, Um, but uh,
1: (laughs) I will tell you, I've done it a few times now on both my husband and my son to varying degrees of success. But I will not let them reciprocate, and color I leave to the colorist.
0: Yes. <laughs> tricky times. Uh, but I too am very much looking to my travel in 2021. I'm going to hunker till then, but I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. This is Marcy Weisler from Vangel Labs, and this is Retail Refined, a market scale podcast. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Melissa, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. I'm gonna do